All right. So, hey, this is our Mission Sunday, and I'm so excited about this uh, service and our, and our teaching that we're going to bring forward to you today. Um, in case you're new to our church and you don't really grasp this, Church on the Hill may be a little different church that if you went to another church, we may be a little different from them because I am living a mandate. There's a passage in Ephesians that actually describes what my role as the pastor is for you. You find it in Ephesians 4, verse 11 through 12. It says, It was He, talking about Jesus, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers. And then He qualifies what, why He gave them to the body of Christ. Verse 12, to equip the saints. If you're a saint, say me. Now, see, some of you came from Catholic church. No, no, no. If you're a Christian, you're a saint, okay? It's not like the special ones in the, in the stained glass. You're a saint, okay? It says, it says uh, some to equip the saints. For the work of the ministry, that is to build up the body of Christ. My role as your pastor is to equip you to do ministry. That's my role. It's not to babysit you on a Sunday, to make you feel good. You know, uh, I, I hope you feel good. I hope you experience the deepness of God for your own personal life. But at the same time, I'm equipping you. That's my calling. That's what I'm supposed to do as the lead pastor here, to equip you to minister to others. That's really, that's really at the end of the day. And so as a result, over the years, I have found one of the greatest ways to equip you is to get you to do short-term missions with us. It is the dream of my heart that every person in Church on the Hill over the time frame that you're with us, at some point, you and your family go on a short-term mission trip or you go on a short-term mission trip. And the reason that is, is because the moment you start helping someone else, what happens is it transforms you. It's unbelievable how it happens. And it's one of the ways that I, I want to help equip you to be the man, the woman of God that you're called to be. And so as a result, years ago, I recruited one of the greatest missions directors that we could ever have, a daughter of this house, and uh, just a daughter to Miss Jamie and I, just an amazing woman of God. And would you give a warm welcome to the platform for Miss Erica Byler, our missions director, Miss Erica Byler. So we decided we were going to do kind of the, uh, the couch uh, setup here, the little feel of uh, kind of an interview process back and forth with each other. And so I, th- I just really think that, um, you know, what God's going to do today is really transform some things in your heart and your mind. And I have asked Miss Erica Byler to help us with that and to speak into our lives over this whole piece. And, you know, as our missions director, you, you carry the heart um, my heart, the church's heart for missions. And we express missions. We have two big pieces that we do missional around here. Yeah, What's we have two big ways that we express missions. And one of them you're a big part of. Our 10% of our tithe goes to support missionaries and missions organizations all over the world. Give you guys a, a pla- uh, Yeah, I'm so that. proud of that. So proud of you guys. Because you guys are a part of reaching the lost in other nations just through your tithe, which I think it's cool. We, the church too. tithes off the tithe, and that's yeah. quite an impactful thing. And then, of course, the second thing we do is we take short-term mission trips all over the world. And this year is the first year that we've gone year-round. So we go uh, over Christmas break, we go over spring break, and we go over summer. So we have, you know, something for everyone. Yeah. It's, really, it's really kind of an exceptional thing that we do. Our key scripture for today's teaching, we're, we're titling the message today to you guys, Share Hope. Would you turn to the person next to you and say, Share Hope. Share. Turn to the person on the other side, Share Some Hope. Say, Share Hope. There you go. And our key scripture in today's teaching comes out of 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. And uh, you'll have it on the screen or you can turn there uh, in your Bibles. 1 Peter 3 and 15 says it like this. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. The hope that you have. Why do you have this hope? Uh, but do this with gentleness and respect. So to qualify what's happening here, kind of get, get the scene. Uh, Peter is speaking um, to, to the believers that are kind of come under persecution. 
If you read in the earlier verses before this verse, he's talking about, listen, be kind to them even though they're doing you wrong. He says, love them even though they're trying to destroy you and kill you off because there's great persecution happening in this moment. And then he comes down and he makes this statement, the Spirit of the Lord, to impart to each and every generation thereafter that we need to be able to know and be able to give an, a, 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 a reason for the hope that we have. And friend, can I just tell you something? If you're a Christian today, do you know the hope that you have? First and foremost, we will not spend eternity separated from the living God, but we'll spend forever and ever in heaven. You ought to give the Lord a praise for that. We have a hope. Can you imagine being fearful of death? I, man, before I was a Christian, I was scared of dying because I don't, I don't, I'm scared. But now that I'm a believer and I know what awaits me when I, when I die, it's not forever down in the grave with the worms eating my flesh. Just the opposite. I pass from this life into another life where he prepares a place for me, where there are mansions being built for us. Come on, somebody. I have a hope. I have a blessed hope, not just in the life to come, but the hope that we have in this life, the hope that he says it like this. I'll never leave you or forsake you. No matter how horrible the situation may be, he's right there in the midst of us. Can you imagine being hopeless? Do you remember back in the day when you didn't have that hope to know that God was there carrying you through the mess of life? Life is tough. Life is hard. Life is miserable. Life is unfair. Come on, you with me? It can be be daunting. And why not kill yourself if you have no hope? But friend, I'll tell you, we have a blessed hope. And then not to mention even the piece where he teaches us that not only does he have us a hope for the life to come and also a hope in this life, but he's made us more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. So we don't have to submit and surrender to wickedness. We don't have to submit to depression and suicidal thoughts and frustration. We can overcome. All right? Isn't that a great hope? And so I, I, the world doesn't have that. The world does not have that. And that's why you and I have to understand today that we are made to share hope. We really are made to share hope. And as you and I dive into this teaching today and we learn how to to actually be people who give hope, we want to give you a couple principles. So we're calling these truths about sharing hope. Truths about sharing hope. The first truth is that your purpose is to share hope. And I want you to speak to that, Erica. Yeah, so I love the relationship that the Lord has with us. He cares for us so much. It says in the Word that He knit us in our, in our mother's womb. Yeah. Is there any knitters in the room? Anyone knit? There was nobody either. Look at oh, you. we got one. Solidarity, yes. Yes. Crochet. crochet. All right. Crocheting, knitting, yes. Yes. So it's a really intimate process, right? Because I buy at Walmart. In there, right. You're really getting in there and you're knitting it. And so the Lord did that with you. He knew you before you were even born. Yeah. He said, this life is going to live on the earth and I have a purpose for it. And that was you. And so that's, it just gives me so, so much excitement because the Lord, he just says over and over in the word, word that we are valuable no matter what situations we're born into, no matter what situations we come out into. You know, a lot of you guys know my testimony I shared last year. Um, I was born to a heroin addict. He was a dealer. He uh, killed somebody. He's been in prison my whole life. But uh, for a long time, that I let that define me. And the Lord was like, why? You know, you aren't your dad. You aren't your mom. You're not the circumstances. You know, I was born out of wedlock. You know, I'm not those circumstances. Uh, He has a purpose for my life. He has a purpose for your life, no matter where you're from, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what you're walking through, even in this season. Yeah. And that purpose really is to share the hope that you've received with others. And as you and I, um, uh, see, one of the things that I've learned over the years is that my circumstances do not define me. And that's, that's, that was a big revelation for me, and that, that I have purpose. And I used to 
think that purpose was, was a goal line. That, you know, uh, early on in my Christian walk, people would prophesy, and God's going to use you to do this, God's going to use you to do that. So that became a goal line. So I lived every day to get to that purpose. Well, what, hap- what, hap- what happens in that is you look up one day and you're like, I'm just, I'm working a job and I'm not that prophecy that was pro-. So then you give up and you, because and you, you realize, you miss what real purpose is. Purpose is not an end result. Purpose is what you are every day. Purpose is me being on the planet, bringing hope to a lost and dying world. That's fulfilling. If you get to be that CEO one day that you, know, that you dream about, praise God. And that's awesome. But purpose is you being on the planet, bringing life to others just as life was brought to you. That really summarizes kind of what purpose is all yeah, about. I yeah, I think we just we overcomplicate it, guys. We, we, we know that purpose is something the Lord has for our life, but we think it's so grand but it's really just simple. Like we are called to, to give hope yeah. right where we're at. You know, the, the friends and family that you have, the situation that you're in, the neighbors that you have, you know, that is your calling. And if you'll let me share another story, I went to college in Minneapolis and I got my bachelor's degree and I thought, oh, as soon as I graduate, this piece of paper is going to be like, yes, you're going to get a job. Everybody's going to want to hire you. And how many of us have been in college and know that's not true? <laughs> not true, all right? Uh, just so you know, it's not true. So I applied everywhere and I just was... Um, you know, just really down on myself because I was like, I need to be a missionary counselor. That's what my heart is. That's what I, my big grandiose goal is. And I felt like a failure because I couldn't even achieve that. I couldn't even mm. get a job outside of college. So I moved back mm. home, you know, and I was so disappointed to move back home. I was working a job. I worked in high school. I was, you know, at my mom's house, you know, I was like, I got a college degree. I'm living at home. And so I entered. What a, have I done? What have I done wrong? Right. And I entered a really deep depression because I just uh, was without, you know, that, that purpose. I felt like I was without purpose. And mm. the Lord was like, no, you're not, Erica. You're right where you need to be. Yeah. You share hope right where you're at. So I plugged into my youth group. I started ministering to the youth. And uh, we ended up going to YFN. And that, uh, in that session, Pastor Adam and his team from Global Youth Net was there. And so it's only because I was in that season that I'm in Texas today. It was so awesome. Changed my life, you know. <laughs> Talk and, more about that. <laughs> and so um, it was because I went through that season. The Lord knew what he was doing, obviously, but I chose to get peace in yeah. that season of yeah. just, I'm going to plug in right where I'm at. I'm going to share hope right where I'm at. And of course, obviously, the Lord brought me to a closer to where I thought yeah. I should be. Well, what's know? so cool about your story about that, too, is, is that so you're in Minneapolis, get your degree, expecting to get a job yes. in counseling because you got yeah. your counseling degree, ended up, all right, didn't work out, so you go back to... Nevada, the beginning. <laughs> where you're at the church that you grew up in, yes. and what am I going to say? What kind of job are you working then? Lifeguard. <laughs> you go Guys, back to I lifeguard. grew up in the tiniest town ever. We don't even have stoplights in my town. That's how wow. tiny it is. So it's like the middle of nowhere desert. You feel like, oh my gosh, where am I? You know, so I'm here, in the middle of So desert. here you are, basically a part-time job yes. with a full degree, yep. and like, what have I done with what my life? And God speaks to you and says, would you just bring hope yeah. to the kids in the youth group? Yep. And so you started serving in the yep. youth group. And then y'all do a big trip over to Dallas yep. where the grandiose ministry is happening. <laughs> no, but, but I remember uh, your pastor walked you up to us yeah. uh, after that service and said, you know, we were doing missions around the world. Said, she's called to this. You need to get her to come help you guys do mission. We're like, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. We don't really know what to do with that. And then you showed up a couple weeks later. Yeah, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have a job. I, I just showed up. I was like, I know this is what the Lord has for me. Yeah, so but, but uh, and again, saved. to the point is bring hope to yeah. wherever you're at right now. That really yeah. is purpose. Here's yeah. the second big truth that we would teach you about, about sharing hope. And that is that you are qualified just as you are. And I, you got to speak to this. Man, I think you, you are qualified just as you are. I think the, 
the enemy's greatest tactic is that you would believe the lie that you are not good enough, mm. that you are not qualified to do what the Lord's called you to do, to share hope with others. And that's such a big lie. And I think our society really uh, enables that, right? Because we look at Instagram and we see all these beautiful right. stories, these pictures of places right. people have been. Well, most of those are staged. So we know life's not like that, right? And so we, we, we uh, strive for something that's bigger than us and broader and bigger than where we are, like a dream, you know, and and we get caught up in that so much so that we lose our simple purpose of just sharing hope and knowing, again, that there's nothing that you need to do in order to be qualified. You don't need to go to Bible school. You don't need to, you know, be a pastor. You can share hope right where you're at, right with your friends, your family, and you're uniquely situated to do that. I can't reach the people that you're doing life with right now, and you might be the only hope that they ever know. And so... And so those people need you to share hope. They need you to say, listen, uh, I've got a hope, and this is what it is. And so um, something I want to, if, if I can, uh, something I want to download to you, uh, Jesus states in Matthew 28, 18 mm. through 19, he says, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of the nations. Mm. Of course, we know this as the Great Commission, but he says all authority. He doesn't say some authority. He doesn't say you've got to be this person in order for me to give you that authority. You can walk in that authority right now, right where you're at, whatever you're dealing with. Like, are you catching that? And and even if you don't believe it, it was extended to you, think about who he's directly speaking to. Peter. That's enough the right batter, there. Yeah. What a dummy. Um, <laughs> you know, Thomas. I mean, he's speaking to these guys who are just everyday dudes with all their, in, all their problems, all their little insecurities. And so that word extends to us as believers, obviously, that we're to go and make disciples. And that all of his authority is given to us, not because we've done good enough to receive it, right. but because we've said yes to him. And as, see, my children really do have... McCain authority, if you will, when it comes around our house and things like because they're McCain's. Back in kingdom days, the king's son, the king's nephew, all that whole family got to walk around doing whatever they wanted because they walked in the authority of the king. And you have to grasp that you're qualified not because you're good or bad. You're qualified because you're his. you got to get that. And if you don't get that, then you'll say, well, I can't love anyone because I cursed somebody out yesterday. I can't, I can't share, share hope with someone today because you know what? Me and my wife right now, we're not even talking. Right. You, you, can't, you can't let that lie disqualify you from sharing hope. And I love what Cy Rogers said last week. You know, we're all redeemed, but we're all walking through our junk. Amen? Yes. That he doesn't, he, he doesn't redeem perfect people. He redeems us. Come on now. With all of our wickedness and weakness, and he continues to use us in spite of us. And I think that's the coolest piece. Yeah, and if you guys don't hear anything else I say today, please hear this. This is something the Lord really dropped in my heart. He wanted you guys to get. So plug in right now if you're not tuning in. What keeps you from God's purposes is not who you are, but who you think you're not. It's good. I'm going to say it again so you can it's really good. get it in your heart. It's not who you are that keeps you from God's purposes. It's who you think you're not. You're looking at what you could be, what you should be, and you're thinking, I'm not qualified. But the Lord says the purpose I've given to you, and it's only for you, is to share hope. You're qualified to do it. You're called to do it. And there's nothing else that you need to do in order to prepare for it. So it's not who you're not. Let go of that. Let go of who you think you should be and embrace who you are right in this moment. You know, uh, that's what I love about, uh, about short-term missions yes. is because it puts us out there. And we get to realize, wait a minute, 
these people are hurting too, and it doesn't matter that I don't have it all together. I just want to, I want to give them some hope. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have a quick just testimony from Mariah McCain about, you know, how the Lord used her on the mission field. So let's watch that. That's great. That's my girl. I went on the El Salvador trip this past July uh, 2018 and going into it I knew that we'd be working with healings and I was kind of unsure because I had never had prayed for someone for healing beforehand. Um, when we got there though and we were praying for people and the Lord was using us to love on his people and heal them, it was amazing. We, it didn't matter how much I knew or didn't know about the Bible even though I'd grown up in the church, I was able just as myself to pray for people and the Lord used me to heal and love on his people. And it was an experience I will never forget. That's awesome. I did something right. I know. (laughs) What I love about Mariah's story is obviously we know her because she's the pastor's daughter. And so we automatically think, well, she's obviously qualified. She grew up with, you know, Pastor Adam. But she said to me in, in the lobby just recently, she said, well, I had to take that on for myself. I had to realize that I'm qualified just for who I am, not because of you know, what I came from, again, but because I need to step out in faith, and I need to pray for people, and, they, and then I'm going to see some healing. So it's really a powerful story. I like what story. she said. She said, I didn't know anything. No. <laughs> I'm doing a great job there teaching nothing. No. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a key passage that comes to mind in this scenario. It's John chapter 14 and verse 12, and this is one of my top 10 favorite scriptures in the whole Bible. John 14, 12, it's on the screen for you. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, he who believes in me, if you believe in Jesus, would you just say me right now? Me. Okay, so you, so, so I say to you, so you can personalize this, since you believe in him, the works that I do, he will also, he will do also, and greater works than these, he will do, because I go to the Father. So when I got a revelation that I could Jesus intended me to be able to do greater works than he did. It blew my mind. So Christianity stopped being about trying not to be bad and trying to be good. And I realized that I could be like Jesus. In other words, I I knew I wouldn't be perfect, that I'm a sinner saved by grace. And every day, repenting of whatever sin that that, that I've stumbled into or availed myself to. But I recognized something, and that was he did crazy cool stuff. I want to do the crazy cool stuff. I mean, he laid hands on blind eyes, and they opened. I mean, he walked on water. Now, don't go step out on Joe Pool tomorrow thinking, you know, but maybe we could build towards it. So if we see you walking across, you see, I got it. But, but, and and it started, started me down a journey in my walk with God that, wait a minute, I'm qualified to do these great works, not because I'm good or bad. I'm qualified because I believe in him. Yeah. That's what he says. He says, and he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And uh, so you and I are qualified because we believe in him. He then goes to the Father and says, Father, help them do that. Father, supernatural. Holy Spirit, get involved in that form. They need, they need to be able to overcome that, and they need your help in that. And I just, that liberated me, and it brought me to a place where Christianity is so fun and exciting. After the first service, a sweet lady ran up to me. She goes, it's my first time. This church is amazing. You're so passionate. You're so in love with Jesus. I said, I know, right? And she goes, is that your personality? I'm like, no, I'm just so full of God. And I think the reason that is, is simply because I found the cool stuff in Christianity. I mean, when you pray for somebody and they get healed, you're like, whoa. Whoa. I mean, I'll never forget the first time I laid hands on a little girl and all of a sudden she had scoliosis and her spine went pop, 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 pop and straightened right there. And I went, I looked at her and I was like, oh. 
You know, it it just sparked something. Yeah, it really did. And that's really why... I mean, even trying to get you guys to go on short-term missions, that was one of our big, our big pieces behind why we want to do that. I mean, it's real passion for yeah, us. Yeah, I think when you step out of your comfort zone on missions, it, you know, it gives you a place to uh, pray for people and not have to see them the next week. You know? And so you're, you're a little bit more bold, right, to be honest, because it's not your neighbor. It's not somebody to do life with. And so I love missions because it gets us out of our element. It pushes us into uncomfortable. And so we're kind of in that space, that brain space that says, all right, I'm going to try this out because yeah. it says in your word that if I pray for people, they're going to recover. And maybe I might try not try that at home, but I'm definitely going to try it on a mission field because what, what do I have to lose? Right? right. Nothing, right? right? So people see miracles all yeah. the time, you know, and people yeah. delivered. And it's just a really uh, faith-building situation that we're like, all right, I don't have to be qualified, but I can pray for people and they can recover. Yeah. You know, it's so exceptional and it's so exciting. Which brings us to our third truth. Write this down. Our third truth about hope, and that is we have to initiate hope. We have to initiate hope. You know, Erica, you shared Matthew 28, uh, which is kind of the Great Commission passage. And, uh, and he says, go into all the world. And, and, you know, sometimes we think, well, if they ever ask me, I'll tell them. Well, Jesus tells us the opposite. He actually tells us to go. And like the old preacher said one time, two-thirds of God's name is go. <laughs> Let that sink in for some of you a little slower. <laughs> Yeah, and so, and so, you know, that really is kind of when you and I get past the fear and we start initiating that relationship, that, that conversation to bring hope to that person, that's where you'll see the transformative power in your life. And kind of, I see it like this. You know, sometimes I feel like my Christian wall gets stagnant. Uh, I see it like water that's been sitting in a jar for two months and has never been moved. As I go and I pour that out into another, pour hope into someone else, that then gives space for God to pour into me. So the more I pour, the more that comes. And that really is his teaching in the scripture. So now all of a sudden I don't become a pot of water sitting out in the yard collecting, you know, larvae for mosquitoes. Just the opposite. I now, as I'm pouring, he pours in and I become a living stream, yeah. which is what he says, that we'd be like living waters to our, to our generation. So. Yeah, you guys were created by God. For the purposes of God. You've, given, you've been given his authority. And so all we have to do is say, yes, I'm going to do that. Yeah. We're going to go for that. You know? And what I love about missions is that um, so many of our authors have really stepped out and, yeah. helped and said, use me, Lord. And so Miracle's going to help us kind of uh, see that you know, practically. Yeah, in her life. In her life. Play that. Hello. This summer I got a chance to go on a missions trip where God asked me to do some crazy things that I typically don't do, one including praying for a woman who had two cysts. Now in this situation I literally felt two cysts. I felt them move in my hand and God healed this woman. And I was so humbled to know that God wanted to use me. I just stepped out on faith and I said yes. And I just encourage you to do the same. It's God who qualifies you. He uses regular, ordinary people like myself. He's just looking for you to say yes. Come on, you can do better than that. Good job. Miracle. Wow. Yeah, so simple. She just brings out a really good point. You just got to say yes, and the Lord will work through you. Again, it's not about if you're qualified, because you are. You know, if you receive anything, let, let us know that you are. You are qualified and that you now, can Now, do she said things. that she laid hands on a lady who had cysts. Is yes. that what she was saying? And they disappeared under her hands. I mean, when you experience that kind of thing, you're like, all right. Okay. All right. You know, and I think Miracle, again, she brings it home. She says, I'm just ordinary me. You know, I'm not, you know, a great evangelist. I'm not on the TV, but I'm just me. I just said yes, and the Lord was like, I'm going to use you. Yeah, it's supernatural. Yeah, supernatural for sure. 
Um, I think um, one thing that I want to share with you, just a, a funny story. I have a good friend named Natalie. She's running a Marine Corps marathon this morning, so go Natalie. Woo-woo. Why would she do that? I'm a runner, so I understand. Now, I got any runners in the room? Support? Run- yeah, running. All right, Why? well, I, I don't know. You know. I love to run half marathons, and so... Uh, there are automobiles and motorcycles. <laughs> Why do you have to it's run? It's way more fun, guys. Don't listen to him. You know that. Um, so I'm running a half marathon uh, that I'm not even registered for. My friend was just like, hey, you want this race entry? And I was like, yeah, if anybody's in a half marathon, they're pretty expensive. So I was like, sure, I'll run it. I've been training. And so I'm running with her family, uh, and they were running really slow, guys, really slow. And I run, you know, I'm not fast, but I was like, okay, I'm going to run with these guys. But then there was a point in the race where I was like, I got I to gotta leave them because they're running way too slow. So it was at a, I was at a point in the race where I wouldn't normally be, right? I'd be probably further along if I had run my own pace. And um, up ahead, the Lord shows me this, this lady, and he, he speaks to me really clearly. Uh, he said, speak to that lady. And I was like, Lord, that's weird. Like, any runner knows that's weird. You don't talk to people while you're running next to them unless you know them, because then you're stuck with them for 13 miles. So if it's real <laughs> awkward, it's really, really awkward, because you're running next to them. So I was like, all and, right, Lord. And like we said in the first service, and every man knows, you do not speak to a man while we're in the restroom together either. <laughs> so I understand little, this point. A little different than that, yeah. So I understand this point. <laughs> so I, um, I'm like, all right, Lord. I'm like, great. I'm excited because I'm like, now you got, you got a word of prophecy. You got a word of wisdom. Give it to me. I'm ready. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, I'm like, Lord, this is going to be embarrassing. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to run up next to her. So I start making casual runner conversation, you know, talk about her pace and the things we have in common. Well, we just start, you know, developing a dialogue. And I'm like, all right, Lord. Like, something. Give me right? something. We're running together, you know, and it's mile 10. So anybody who's been in a half marathon, mile 10 is like the worst ever. Yes, you're like, it I, is. <laughs> I don't want to run anymore, but Never. I'm still running, you know, and I got to, yeah. So I get to the, <laughs> we're, so we're encouraging each other. We're building each other up. And I'm like, all right, Lord, you know, she's about to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, you can't wait. Cause that's Christian keep creepy. You don't want to be yeah. Christian creepy. Yeah. Right? You're talking the bathroom. You don't, <laughs> don't want to wait outside the bathroom. So I'm like, all right, it's time to leave each other. And so I was like, Lord, word of wisdom. Let's go. I got it. Nothing. Come on, Lord. And so I leave her and I'm, I, you know, we had uh, reached this point of conversation. I said, you know, my husband and I are pastors at a church. And she goes, oh, well, my mom lives right down the road from church on the hill. I was like, that's awesome. Well, we have three services, so you should come. I mean, just a really simple invitation. I was like, Lord, if this is it, that's really kind of just simple, you know. And so she leaves. I'm like, all right, Lord, whatever that was. I don't know what that was because I didn't get anything powerful, yeah. I thought. And so she comes the next Sunday. Somebody goes, Natalie's looking for you. And I'm like, who? Natalie. Oh, my gosh, she's here. She's here at church. And so Natalie, from this one simple invite, came to church. She's plugged into the kids' ministry. Her 10-year-old son's come to church with us. And she's in my small group. I mean, what are the odds? Serving God together. Yeah, serving God Ah, together. That's awesome. Yeah, it's all because of this simple... The simple yes, you know, and really I, tell, I tell Natalie all the time, the Lord pursued you because he put me in a race I wasn't supposed to be in. He put it's me true. at a pace I wasn't really going to run, and he pursued her, but I was open just to say yes and share hope just by sharing a simple invitation. Everybody can do that, right? We can all share an invitation So to you didn't give her a dissertation I about didn't, her sinfulness? I didn't. There was no salvation talk. There was no theology talk. It was real simple, just relational stuff, so and I was good. like, come to church, you know, That's and so she good. did, and I was like, all right, you know. That's so good. It's so good, yeah. Well, I want to give you guys an opportunity opportunity to um, experience um, short-term missions with us. And so 
Eric, I want you to cover a little bit the trips that we're taking in the upcoming months and years and kind of the uh, uh, next year, um, how we line those out, because I think they're real exciting. Yeah, it's super exciting. We just revamped the website. So what we did was we put the trips into kind of experiential categories. Mm. So you could say, well, maybe I want something more exotic or scary, or I want to sleep in a treehouse. And so we have our, uh, if you guys can pull up the sleep website, if you want to pull it up, if you want to pull it up on your phone, it's just cothmissions.us. But um, so our first category is adventurous. So these are we're gonna zip line, we're gonna sleep in tents and sleep on the floor. And oh, that doesn't come out very well, does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it looked better in the run through. Yeah, it did. <laughs> well, pull it up on your phone. That will work a little better. But so our adventurous, you know, they they um, they definitely obviously are Jesus centered, but they're gonna be a little bit more extreme. I'm not gonna take my kids on these kind of trips. Yeah. We'll be sleeping in tents and. You know, uh, we eat crazy things sometimes. And so these are for people that just want something a little bit more adventurous. And we still see Jesus really move on these trips. So well, I encourage and those, you. Yeah. those are like the Cuba trip, which yes, is like, yes, you know. It's a we, little bit dangerous. It was like, it was very concerning whether or not we should even go. Right, yeah, uh, definitely. The, the, the doors had just opened for Christians to come yep, in. Yep. And so those are the kind of, you know, really adventurous trips that we're taking is, I mean, even we've been back and forth on a trip to Iraq. Right. And, uh, you know, that. That those are those are pretty intense, and so uh, we want to be sure that if that's something that appeals to, to your heart, we want you to go. But we also want to offer the other one. So tell yeah, us. Yeah. So we also, if you guys have been in church on the hill any length of time, you know that we do family friendly trips, and yeah. it's something I'm really passionate about because I have two small children, and so they're just trips that we kind of do um, family friendly. So they're in places that are very safe. We're you're staying on places that are secure. Yeah. You're staying in places that are comfortable to sleep in. And we also, you know, integrate a little bit of nap time. We like Ooh. nap time, right, for parents. And uh, we're not going to do construction work, you know, because we'll have small kids laying around. So you mainly do, like, orphanages yes, and loving on other kids. Yes, we do a lot of, you know, VBS-style stuff, yeah, really stuff really that good. your kids, you know. I, I shared last year my daughter memorizes a Bible verse every year, and she shares it with the kids. You know, it's just a really good thing. If you have kids of any ages, these family trips are really something that yeah, you Somebody do. asked me the other day, you know, why do you feel like your kids... Uh, serve the Lord and, and love Jesus so well. And, 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 I, and it, for me, it really comes back down to I, I recognized early on in my parenting uh, or lack thereof skills that one of the best things that I could ever do is introduce them to the need, the need that uh, humanity has. And unfortunately, as Americans, we don't know how spoiled we are. And until you go to another culture, I mean, you don't realize how rich the poorest person in the United States really is. And you don't realize what, you, what you're mad about and what you don't feel like you have because you didn't get the new iPhone XR because, you know, you're stuck with the 8 and your life is miserable. Um, and you get overseas and you realize, wow, this guy's just trying to get food today. Yeah. And, and when I brought my kids into that environment, it, it awakened a truth in them yeah. that, wait a minute... My life is really, really good, and my God is the God of heaven and earth. And it, it shifted something for our yeah. family. And then they, they bring on this, what we're trying to communicate to you. I can share hope no matter what age I am, guys. Yeah, that's right. If your kids can grab a hold of that, they can transform their schools from the inside out, and that is powerful. And so one of the next kind of trips we have, um, sorry, it's not up if you look at it, but um, we do uh, U.S.-based trips. And yep. these trips are, um, obviously, they're U.S.-based. You don't need a passport you know, they're going to be a little bit more cost, you know, cost efficient. 
Um, and so these are for the people who maybe don't want to travel as far. Maybe you're scared about another language. Um, maybe you just don't like flying. Um, really comfortable. We go to the same places every year, and I've seen miracles. I've seen, you know, the kids that we minister to, they're like, thank you for coming again. It means so much to us. And so we love our U.S.-based trips because they're something for everyone. And then we also do a short weekend trip. We're going down to Houston this year. For those of you who can't do like a full week, you can't take a full vacation off of work. And so these... your parole officer won't let you, so yes. see? Yeah, so you go to Houston These are the, for the trips weekend. for you. Yeah, those are the trips for you. And then the last um, type of trip that we have on our website is the Supernatural um, and we just, we focus on the supernatural. It's not that the other trips don't have that right. element to it, but it's like well, on the El Salvador trip, we saw over a hundred healings just in a week. Like that's awesome. And so these are the trips that we kind of just focus on getting you out of your comfort, your, you know, comfort, walking in the gifts of the spirit. If you've ever want to see, you know, the miracles, supernatural yeah. and mu- miracles, these are the trips for you. So those are kind of our four categories. If you go on the website, you click on them, you'll see all of our trips that we had offered, their prices, yeah. their, you know, dates that we're traveling. I really encourage you guys to go and visit that because it's, it's, we've got some really exceptional trips coming up. So we wanted to do something kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to do a giveaway so that we could uh, give a little, uh, anyone who might be interested in, in, a, in a, a trip could get a little uh, sponsorship money, just a little, and as well as uh, Erica put together a... Yeah, we have a beautiful Swiss gear. It's a, a crossbody uh, bag, and if anybody who's traveled before, you know those are what you want to have. It's and then cool. we have a journal yeah. uh, in there, a moleskin journal, and then a $25 voucher towards a mission trip. So really cool gift But for we were guys. meeting with our, with our sermon prep team, and we said we want to do a giveaway, and we don't want to just pull a name out of the hat. And so it's a bunch of millennials, and they came up with the way that we should do this giveaway today in this moment. And, uh, and so for those of us over 45, don't worry about it. But uh, <laughs> So here's what we're going to do. Uh, give the little list. So first thing we want you to do is we want you to go to the website, coughmissions.us. And find the image that you see on the screen, which is my statement. Uh, it is my heart to see every one of our uh, members on a short term or on a mission trip, and it'll change your life. Pastor Adam King, find that image, screenshot it, and then post it to Instagram and tag at Cough Missions. And as you do that, the first one to get that accomplished, it'll pull up on Erica's iPad. Now, if and you're in you, first service, let these second yeah, service Yeah, if you're in first it, service, huh? don't be cheating, you little cheater. Um, but... Um, that way, that way uh, we can do it. That, they thought that was a cool, hip way, which I think is magnificent. I just don't know how to do it. So um, I'm glad. <laughs> and then whoever wins will announce it, and then you can get it from Katie in the back in the missions table. If you guys don't know where the missions table is, it's right to the left of the cafe, to the right of the commons, and Katie will be back there. With yeah, so gift, while they're so. doing that, I just want to kind of start summarizing today's teaching for you. You are qualified not because you went to Bible school or didn't go to Bible school. You're qualified not because... Um, um, because, you know, you have been in church for 40 years. You're qualified because you believe in Jesus. Yeah. You're not disqualified for loving others and helping others and sharing hope for others because you're a sinner saved by grace. You're not disqualified because, you know, you don't have it all figured out and have perfection coming. So, well, people tell me all the time, well, I just, Pastor Adam, I'm bringing these people so you can tell them about Jesus. I'm like, why would I do that when they know you? I mean, back in the day, I can remember even as a youth minister trying to go to public schools so that I could, you know, minister uh, to the kids there and uh, I would sit at the lunch table and all the kids would sit down and uh, the kids who were my youth group were like hey this is my youth pastor and these kids are sitting there like is he a child molester why is he at the school what's he doing here and uh, and and really to the truth of what Erica shared earlier you can share hope with those that I could never share hope with the reason why is because what you've been through who you are your failures, your, your overcoming stories, those appeal to the person that God's anointed and gifted you to share hope with. That, that, what's the sweet gal who's, uh, that you 
caught running. Natalie. Now, Natalie would have never come to Jesus if it was up to me, because I'm not going to go run no half marathon <laughs> and chase that girlfriend down so I could tell her about Jesus. She would have to, she would have had to be sitting at a, at a restaurant somewhere. So I'm going to tell you that now. And the reason why is God had anointed you to do that, to share hope. And that was a gifting and a, a, an interest that you were involved in. And that really did, does come down to the piece that we're trying to get each and every one of us are called to share hope with others. That is your purpose. Yeah. Maybe you don't feel pr- uh, purposeful right now. You say, man, I feel like I'm in a season and I'm not where I wanted to be, friend. Right where you're at, right where you're at, start sharing hope with the people around you. Yeah. What that'll yeah. do is that'll open up. It literally will open up the things of God, the resources of heaven. And all of a sudden, you'll start learning some lessons that you had stopped learning because you're so busy trying to get somewhere instead of being right where you're at. And I've learned that over the years. And, and uh, you know, the dreams that God's given me, there have been these moments and I'm like, I am nowhere close to that. In fact, I feel like I've taken five steps away from that by doing this right here that you asked me to do, Lord. And I promise you, it's in that that I've settled in and said, okay, yeah. I'm go- this church is the result to me saying, God, I thought you wanted me to do something else, but I will do this and I am going to love everyone who comes, I come in contact with. I'm going to share the hope that you've given me with them. And friend, that's why Church on the Hill is even in existence today. It really is.